you for tuning in to the MJ Podcast, another episode of yours truly ministering to you the Word of God. It is a pleasure, it is a privilege, and my great honor to be able to minister to you. It is certainly not I, but Christ in me, and I'm ever so grateful that he has used a wretch like me to minister his word. He can use anyone, even the weak and despised things of the world, he can use greatly. I am she, married to Jesus, and this episode is all about just that, marriage. Ladies, it's your turn. Absolutely. I didn't forget about you. It's your turn, ladies. Marriage is honorable. So, of course, you want to be married. Marriage is honorable. It's honorable to God. It's honorable to a woman. It's an honor for a man to have a woman that would be willing to be his wife. Marriage is honorable and should be honored by all. That's Hebrews 13 and 4. Marriage is honorable because marriage is God's institution. It is literally the oldest institution of mankind. Because as soon as there were more than one person on the earth, more than just Adam, as soon as there were two people on the earth, there was a marriage institution. There was a marriage covenant. There was marriage. So it is literally the oldest organization, uh, foundation, um, partnership. It is the oldest relationship in the existence of mankind is a man and his woman, a man and his wife. Therefore, it should be honored by all. And the rest of Hebrews 13 says... And the marriage bed kept undefiled. So, ladies, you want to be married. How do you make that man marry you? That's what this episode is all about today. And let me just cut right to the chase. Ladies, you can't. You cannot make a man decide to marry you. You can't make a man sign up for that. You just can't. He has to want that for himself, first of all. And then he has to want that with you. That's why there's a timing to it. Not only does a man need to realize that life might just be better with a mate, then he has to actually choose or decide on a mate. So ladies, you can't make a man come to those realizations or come to those decisions on his own, on, on your own. That's not something you can do. He has to do that for himself. That is why it is one of the greatest honors in life to be chosen as someone's mate for life. Literally, the woman a man chooses to marry is who he's saying to the world. He is publicly proclaiming before his friends, family, and fellow mankind, because he goes to the courthouse to file these official papers, that this is his mate for life. With all the other things that a man wants to do and be in his life, He is deciding that he wants to do and be all those things with you. That's a big decision, ladies. That's a tough decision. A guy has to make that decision on his own. I mean, and honestly, do you really want to force him into that? That is not starting your marriage off on a good foot or on a good note. You cannot force 
anybody into that, at least not, not and be happily married. I mean, you can, there's plenty of people who've done it. Plenty of women who have tricked men into marrying them. Plenty of men who have, you know, bamboozled women into marrying them. And eventually, I mean, we're talking lifetime commitment here, folks. You're spending your life on all your waking moments and even sleeping moments with this person. The truth always comes out. So those seeds of deception sown early in the marriage, in the relationship that come out later in marriage, a lot of those come out and wreak havoc in a marriage. So do you really want to try to force that on somebody? Do you really want to pressure them into it? No, you don't. Of course you don't. You want someone to want to be with you. You want someone to willingly give up all the other potential people they could ever have to choose to be with you. You want a man to choose you as his mate. You want a man to choose you to play that lead role in and have that lead position in his life. And, and ladies, what that means is it's a promotion for you. Marriage is honorable. Adam was alone in the garden, solo dolo. God saw that he was doing a good job, so he gave the man a mate. And then Adam had a wife. This woman is literally created. She didn't exist before. She's created by God, and she's put in God's kingdom to rule with the man over this beautiful paradise. That's a promotion. It's a promotion in God's kingdom. It's a promotion in the world. If it wasn't a promotion, ladies, if it wasn't honorable, there wouldn't be a ceremony. <laughs> you know, it is a special time. And and by the way, the wedding is all about the bride. It's not about the man at all. It is all about the bride. Ladies, it is honorable. Of course you desire it. Don't be condemned. You don't have to tell people you're looking for a mate. But, you know, don't feel ashamed if that's what you're looking for. God protects marriage and the image of marriage because marriage is a picture of Jesus with his church. And God cares about marriage and the reputation thereof. God absolutely cares about it. If he didn't care about it, he wouldn't finish Hebrews 13 with... For God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterers. Boom. And this isn't just talking about people who sleep with um, a married man or a married woman. God says he will judge the sexually immoral and the adulterers. So he actually judges sexually immoral people. Wow. And we know this is true because the Bible says that You're sinning against your own body when you are sexually immoral. So it's got a built-in judgment. That evil act of immorality has a built-in judgment because the creator and maker of our bodies and our minds and our spirits and our souls knows everything about how they work when he created them. So he built in judgment. If if, If our bodies are abused by being immoral with a whole bunch of people, There's built-in judgment for that because the act is a sacred act because the marriage bed is undefiled and God says it should be kept undefiled. We're going to go more into singleness on another episode and, and being married to Jesus and what that means and your first, you know, your first husband is always Jesus. We'll go into that one day, but not today. Today, we are going to talk about the oldest institution in the world, a holy sacrament. We are going to talk about marriage. And how do you get a man to choose you? Well, let's start with explaining just a little bit about guys. Ladies, Marriage is God's plan for man. As I said, it's the oldest institution in the world. God looked at Adam alone 
and said it's not good for man to be alone. Now, marriage may not be popular in society today, or maybe it is today, and, and it certainly has gone in and out of style at different points in um, culture and history. But here's the thing. Celibacy is contrary to man's nature. I mean, if you know what men are like, you know that's true. And I'll just say this. Ladies, while you're shopping and you're out looking at shoes or you're browsing for purses or maybe you're at the farmer's market and you're walking up and down the aisles and, you know, looking at all the fresh flowers and all the beautiful bouquets, the way that a woman looks upon flowers is how a man looks upon a woman. He's browsing, he's looking, he's going by his, his eyes. So literally, the Bible says the lust of the eyes. That lust of the eyes, what a man desires, his senses, it's just like when you're looking at flowers. You're looking at the sight of them, you're looking at the smell of them, you might even be looking at the sound of them, a a man is looking for someone that he physically desires. You, he's choosing a sleeping partner for life. So there has to be physical attraction. That's man's number one driving thing in a man. He, they're just physical, they're physical attraction creatures. If that wasn't true, ladies, The Bible wouldn't say things like the lust of the eyes. It wouldn't talk about the senses and that's how people fall into sin is their senses. If that wasn't true, David would never have fallen for Bathsheba. Ruth wouldn't have bathed and perfumed herself. I mean, even Esther. And these are are the remarkable women in the Bible. Esther bathed in oils of different kinds for six months, chose even the the garments to wear that the eunuch told her would be pleasing to the king. She was had, those are beauty treatments. That's clothes. Even Abraham's servant gave Rebecca a nose ring and a bracelet to adorn herself with. Ladies, guys are physical creatures. They have to be physically attracted to you. So make sure you're a pretty flower. Do yourself up. Fix yourself nice. Look appealing. Look feminine. He's looking for a mate. He's looking for someone he could be physically attracted to. He's looking for someone that he thinks he would like to sleep with for the rest of his life. And... Someone that he probably thinks would actually give him a chance and sleep with him (laughs) and say yes to him. Here's another little thing about men. Guys don't like to be rejected. If they really think she's going to reject him, guys a lot of times won't try for it. That's just how a lot of guys are. Now, they should put themselves out there. It is up on the guy to put himself out there and be rejected. So he should be able to withstand a little bit of rejection. He shouldn't be so insecure and have, you know, old wounds and baggage and past um, that, that's why so many men stay unmarried because they've got undealt with baggage from their childhood or from whatever that, you know, they can't put themselves out there for because they can't handle the rejection. It just crushes them for anyone to, you know, say anything bad about them or for them to, you know, be refused in that way. Um, so a lot of guys just don't put themselves out there. And, you know, there's there's that's no big deal. That's them. If they don't do that, honey, you can't, you can't make them try for you. If he doesn't have the guts, if he's not bold enough to come and try to be your man, I mean, he's not willing to fight for you before he knows you. He's not gonna be willing to fight for you after y'all are together either. That's just the kind of guy he is. You need to let it go. Let it go. If he's not got the guts, he's got some, some manhood to grow into. So sidebar about (laughs) another sidebar 
about men. Again, it's a big decision. It's something that he has to be ready for. He has to really mentally and emotionally be prepared um, and not forced into or not stressed about. That's why so many things come about naturally and not always when you're trying to force them. Through friendships, through family, you know, things where there's no pressure to for there to be a match. That almost never works, ladies. I mean, I know it looks cool on TV, but we know the success rate is not high. <laughs> so, that is just a few things about how to attract a guy, what you need to be aware of if you really are in the market, if you are really, you know, praying to God and looking for a hubby. Those are some blind spots that your eyes need to be open to about guys and how you need to really think about yourself as a woman that no I'm not going I'm not fixing to chase this man. Honey, let me tell you, I'm not fixing to beg no man to love me. And you shouldn't either. Honey, we got way too many options to be asking or begging for some man to love us. That's not how it works. Oh no, 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 no. Christ loves his bride, he loves his church, and we love him because he first loved us. So if a man wants our love, he needs to first love us. That's how it works. Guys may not like that, but a man will. A a sound man, a whole man, a manly man will do that. He has no problem showing his affection for a woman. He's not going to make a woman chase him because he's got some insecurity or some root where he needs all the attention in the world and he's not dealt with it. Ladies, you don't want a guy like that. You don't want a guy who is going to make you beg for his love. That's just not going to go well. And ladies, here's some things that you need to be ready for. Okay, so you can't control him. You can't turn his heart towards you. Only God can do that. Only he can make those decisions. But here's some things that you need to be ready for. You need to know what the Lord expects of you. Because as I started this podcast, it's an honor to be chosen as someone's mate. It's an honor for a man to ask you to marry him. For man to ask you to spend the rest of, of your life with him, what he's, what he's really asking, he's saying, will you marry me? But what he's really asking is, will you accept me? I would like to give myself to you. That is why he gets down and, and lowers himself. He is, he is literally giving himself to you and asking, he's humbling himself And asking you to accept him. To take him as his lawfully wedded husband. That's what that whole act is about. And if a man offers himself to you, how are you going to react? How are you going to treat that? Are you going to respect that decision? Are you going to laugh in his face? Are you going to throw it in his face? If he is literally putting his life, his reputation and his heart in your hands, are you really ready? I mean, can you really appreciate and respect what a man does when he does that to you? Because that says a lot about what kind of woman you are. How you accept or reject a, a wedding proposal. Or if you even lead a guy on to that point only to end up rejecting him. And you've probably known all along that you were going to reject him. You just kept it going for whatever foolish, selfish reason you kept it going. Ladies, if that's you, you're not wife material yet. Proverbs 31 and 12 says, She does him no harm. So when when a guy is offering himself to you, A guy who is single, he's made the decision, he's tired of coming home to an empty house, he's tired of being home alone, (laughs) 
he wants a woman around all the time. Proverbs 31 talks about who can find a noble woman. Who can find a wife of noble character? And then the Lord describes what this is. If you're going to be this kind of woman, if you're going to be this kind of wife, when this man is offering himself and his heart to you, his life to you, because he's going to be your man for life, right? So what he's doing is he's entrusting his himself, his being. He's really entrusting himself to you. The heart of her husband, trust in her. He's offering you his heart. That's a big deal. When a man offers you his heart, that's major, ladies. That's not only beautiful, but it's precious. And it's something that nobody can force. Nobody can can make it happen. Nobody can make someone give you their heart. No one can demand that they give you your heart. It's a coveted thing because nobody can control it. A person's heart is a sacred thing because a person's heart has God's name written on it And if a person wants to allow you into their heart, they're literally allowing you into a holy and sacred place. Their heart. They are choosing to to love you and to give you a piece of themselves, really. To give you some of their heart. He's giving his heart to his wife. The heart of her husband trust in her. And he lacks nothing of value. That's Proverbs 31, 10, and 11. So ladies, are you a safe haven for a man's heart? For his feelings? For his emotions? Those are the things you need to ask yourself. Not, I'm tired of being alone. Do I, do I you know, I want to find a man. Everybody else has a man. I want to be with a man. Everybody else has a social media with their man. I want to have a social media with my man. I mean, come on, ladies. This is your life we're talking about here. The rest of your life, day in and day out, every day, every little habit, every little ticky weird nuance thing that he does, you can't tolerate him for a few hours or a few days don't boo up with him just because you don't want to be alone you need to really put some weight into this decision some prayer into this decision because what God expects of you is for you to bring him no harm all the days of your life that's Proverbs 31 and 12 Right after the heart of her husband trusts in her and he lacks nothing. Why can his heart trust in her? Because she brings him no harm. All of her days. All of her days. Not not except for the days she's mad at him. (laughs) She does him no harm. You know what this means, ladies? This means that you go from being a single gal and home alone to being a man's home. You become a home and a refuge and a sanctuary, a safe place for that man's heart. A woman becomes a home for a man's heart because his heart trusts her. He trusts her with his kids. He trusts her with his money. He trusts her with his home. I mean... He's going to be out working and you might be home sometimes. He has to trust you with the home. He trusts you with his reputation, with whatever his assets are. And he has to trust you with his ambitions and dreams and goals and purpose in life too. Because again, ladies, we've already talked about it. You're getting in his car. If you don't like the racetrack, don't marry a race car driver. 
If you hate golf, don't marry a golfer because you're going to be spending a lot of time at the golf course. I mean, hello, this is common sense. If you can't do that, if you can't get on board with what he's doing professionally, then you really need to, to really bounce, ladies. Because you're, I mean, if you don't like that, if you don't like his line of work, to be honest, you really don't like the man. You're setting yourself up for failure. If you know you don't like that, if you know you can't tolerate that, if you know that's not a life you want to live, then you need to step back. Because his heart's not going to be safe with you. Because you're signing up for a life you really don't want. Right? Is it worth it? Is it going to be worth it 10, 15 years down the road? 10, you know, 7 years down the road when you've just finally had enough because you can't stand that he's gone all the time because he's always wherever he is doing whatever he does that you knew he did when you married him. But you never really liked it, but you settled. Ladies... This is your life. If you are wise, you are wise for you and you alone. Oh, Lord Jesus, that is one of my favorite verses. If you're wise, you are wise for yourself. You don't have to listen to me. (laughs) Oh, no, you certainly don't have to, honey. But that's on you. It is definitely on you, ladies. Because God expects for you to bring him no harm all of your days. And believers, this is for you. If you're doing him no harm, this isn't just the kids and the money and the house and the reputation and all that stuff. This is also spiritually. You will protect him spiritually. A woman who really loves her husband will hate to hurt him. She will absolutely hate hurting him. It will be contrary to her very nature. Why? Because she is him. They are one. And whatever hurts him hurts her. Whatever grieves him grieves her. Why? Because he's coming home with that stress. He's coming home with those problems. And now they're their problems and they're sharing them. She's the one rubbing the knots out of his back when he comes home stressed. They're no longer two people. They are one. So she's protecting him mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Now he's doing the same for her. Yes, but this is about you gals. We've already talked about the boys. (laughs) She loves him. And he is precious to her. So she will protect his very life and his existence because she he means the world to her. You just gonna let him die, ladies? You just gonna you just gonna let him out there. Do what he wants. No, that's not what wives do. Wives advise. Wives listen. They give counsel. They know when to talk to their man about what things. They know how to communicate with their man. They have studied him. She does him no harm. She's not mean to him. She doesn't shame him. She doesn't judge him because she loves him. She doesn't condemn him. She's not petty and bitter and constantly nagging him and fault finding and holding a grudge. Would you want to be married to somebody like that who can never forgive you? Who is constantly bitter and who is constantly nitpicking and snapping back at you and fault finding and finding everything that's wrong with you and just constantly judging you and taking everything you say way out of proportion, not even listening to what you actually said. I mean, ladies, would you want to marry somebody like that? Of course not. Then why on earth would you expect your man to tolerate that? Don't do that to a man. Honey, if, you're, if you still struggle with some of those things, you need to ask God to forgive you, one, and help you, two, to not be that way. Because God didn't tell you to judge that man. God has never said, judge that man. God's never told anyone to judge anyone. As a matter of fact, God has always only said, you're not even worthy to judge yourself. God wants you to pray for him, do him no harm, Respect him, obey him, and submit to him as unto the Lord. 
Y'all really ready for this, girls? Y'all really ready for this marriage stuff? This is what the Lord wants. Honey, if she's a queen, she don't have no problem doing this stuff. But here's the thing about queens. (laughs) They ain't going to do this stuff for just anybody. (laughs) Ladies. It takes a man about three to five seconds from when he's first met you, when he first lays eyes on you. A man has reached a decision as to whether or not he is actually into you, as to whether or not he's physically attracted and wants to pursue you. That's it. Three to five seconds, he's made up his mind. That's real talk. If in those first three to five seconds, he's not been like, oh, yeah. Talk to. I mean, if he's not on board in those first three to five seconds, honey, he won't really have feelings for you. He ain't really ever going to get there. I mean, yeah, over time, I guess, you know, friendships develop into other things. I mean, I know stuff like that happens, but we're talking about a man pursuing a woman here. We're talking about men, predator-like men <laughs> who are browsing for flowers They've made up their mind in the first few seconds. First impressions matter. And he has categorized you and and decided if you're somebody he could be a sleeping partner with, right away, right away, he's made up his mind about if you're the kind of woman he's actually interested in. And if you don't, if he doesn't feel that way when he first meets you, I mean, it could come later, but I'm just going to be honest. If If you didn't like me when you first laid eyes on me, I probably am not going to want you after you've gotten to know me. <laughs> like, because that's just me. That's just me, gals. Because I know what I can get. So I'm just saying, that's just me. I need a man who likes me physically. I'm a very physical person. So I need someone who also likes me physically. If you, if you don't, if you're not, if I'm not your style, and, when, and you've, been around me five minutes or less and and you don't think I'm your style, that's cool with me. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I'd rather there be physical attraction. I think a relationship needs that. That's not something you can bypass. Now, I'm not going to get into all the exceptions and all the great stories. I know there's a lot of great stories out there. Um, But ladies, we're talking about you folks that are on the hunt. You folks that are on the hunt, you know I'm hitting the the nail on the head here. And FYI, that's why we said, get dressed, get prettied up, look like a girl, look beautiful, be pretty. A guy is after, if a guy is after you, he will come after you. If he's not chasing after you, don't chase after him. He knows what he wants. That guy knows what he's doing. He knows how to play the game, ladies. We're just trying to make sure you know that he knows. Which brings us to our next point. Our next question you need to ask yourselves, ladies, when you're evaluating this man. Is does he have love to give? Does he have love to give? Or is he obsessed with himself? (laughs) He is supposed to be a source of love, someone who loves you. So you're going to be drinking in his love, drinking in his presence. So is he an empty well? Is he a bottomless pit? Or is he a supernatural overflowing rivers of living water well? Now, no, we should not be looking for a man's love to fulfill us. We need to be getting that from God first. You know, people will always disappoint you to some degree. But ladies, does he know the Lord? Is he saved? And and even if he's not, maybe your man wasn't wasn't mar- or wasn't saved when you married him. But does he have love to give? Remember, God's name is love, and it's written on our hearts. The heart, the thing that you love with. Does he have the heart to love you? Does he have love to give? Is he a loving person? Or is he obsessed with himself? 
I mean, does he listen to you or is it all about him and what he wants and what he thinks and all of his thoughts? Is he just trying to show you who he is, trying to impress you? No, that's not necessarily always wrong or a bad, you know, an indicator when you're first starting to get to know somebody because that's kind of what you do is you're trying to impress You know, the guys are going to try to impress you, ladies. When you get to know them, they're going to talk about themselves. They are going to be trying to impress you. They're going to be showing you who they are. You know, pulling out their best jokes and their best stories and all that sort of stuff because they want you to like them. But does he also take time to try to get to know you? Is he into you? Does he want to do the things that you want to do? Is he willing to listen to you? Is he willing to to go with you to the places that you want to go? Is he an empty well or is he is he overflowing? Does he have enough love for himself and others to to love you? If he's not fulfilled in his own life, If he's got a lot of brokenness in his own life, he may be, you know, what the Bible calls a cistern with holes in it that can't hold water. And what that basically means, ladies, is that he's got a lot of wounds and no matter how much you love him, because of his brokenness, it's going to drain right out of him. It's not not necessarily going to change him. Now, sometimes it does. I mean, our love does change people. Um, when it's done in and through God and God's way. But we're talking about people you just met here. We're talking about relationships and whether or not you should pursue them or not. These are the things that you need to be looking about. Is is this man self-obsessed with all of his ambitions and all of his goals and all of the things that he's doing? You can tell that about a guy. Or does he have time? Is he making time for a mate? Is he pursuing someone else, you know, to be his life partner with? Because the truth is, the Bible calls a life partner, a woman, his help meet. She's his match. She's going to help him like no other person on the earth can to accomplish his goals and dreams and and his God-given purpose. That's what she's going to bring to the table for him. And he needs that. She is his help. Which, ladies, brings us to our next point. Is what do you bring to the table? What are you bringing to the table in this relationship? You are supposed to be his match. His counterpart. You are are at his side. You're his, his helper. You are supposed to fit with him. You, you correspond and compliment him. You're compatible with him. It's a match. You're a match. Male and female. He and she. They fit together. Ladies, if you have some weird fantasy-like idea where a man is supposed to come in to your life sweep you off your feet, fulfill all your dreams, all your hopes, all your desires, give you everything you want, put you in a beautiful mansion, buy you all the fancy clothes and all the fancy cars. And I mean, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just saying you might need a reality check. Because a man is not really supposed to give you all that. All that stuff comes from God. That's who, from whom all blessings flow. Now, you and a man can build a life together. But that fairy tale foolishness that comes from the world, honey, let me just, let me just break you down easy right here and let you know that's not really realistic. It's not real life. Now you're you want been spoiled by your daddy, but that man is expecting you to help him. He's expecting you to take care of him. He's expecting his heart to be entrusted to you. He is not going to slave away at some job to give you everything you ever wanted while you lounge at home and 
do makeup tutorials. Gals, you need to wake up. Get a job. Learn how to manage a household. Learn how to keep you know, a schedule and a routine. Learn how to take care of your man. Learn how to do the bills. Learn how to do anything that takes a burden off of him to do everything and be everything to everybody. His, his friends, his coworkers, his bosses, his colleagues, you know, his, the people he's an influence to, his own family. There's, it's a lot to be a man today. Okay, there's a lot on manhood. You're not supposed to be a drain and dragging him down. That's doing him harm. You're not supposed to be breaking him down um, and burdening him because of your spending habit. You are supposed to be a help meet. Help him with whatever purpose he has in this life. If you're hindering him instead of helping him, that's not going to be a, a good place for your marriage. That's what they call a rocky patch, a rough patch, or some, you know, whatever they call it. Because a man is not meant to bear up under that pressure. You can actually crush him with your demands. You got to go to God for that stuff, ladies. And to be honest, if you really need all that to be happy, you're never going to be happy because all that stuff will never actually fulfill you. I mean, the woman at the well, how many husbands did she have? Five, because she was never satisfied, never fulfilled with her relationships. So she just kept moving on because they were never fulfilling. Take it from the woman at the well, ladies. That guy is never going to satisfy all your needs. God is all you need. Jesus will be all that you need. He will minister to you. That man doesn't know what you're thinking. He can't read your, th- read your mind. He doesn't know your thoughts, but God does. God knows all your thoughts and all your feelings. Men are not as sensitive or emotional as us most of the time because they're men and not women. That's why they don't understand us. God doesn't really allow them to understand us because, honey, they can't. They're men brute men. They are made to work. They are made to get stuff done. That's why they're always trying to fix everything and not just listen to you because they don't care about the feeling stuff as much because they don't have that built into them like we do. They're made to protect you. They're made to take care of you. They're made to put a roof over your head. They're made to open their mouths and, you know, speak the devil off of you. They're made to be a spiritual authority. So they have to be tough. They have to be macho and manly and strong and unafraid. They can't be ruled by their emotions. And why would you want a guy ruled by his emotions? Isn't that what you and your girlfriends get together and do and be all emotional and up and down and fun and crying and sad and laughing and all those things that you do when you're watching a girl, uh, you know, a chick flick? Is that what you really want your husband to be like? That's to cry with you in chick flicks? I mean, ladies, are you looking for a man or are you looking for a friend? God can meet all of your needs for companionship. But as a woman, you need to understand the role a man is supposed to play in your life for that fulfillment. A husband is never going to fit the role that your girlfriends are. He's never going to give you the same kind of support emotionally and spiritually as some of your girlfriends and and maybe disciple partners can give you. That's not his role. His role is man of the house, head of household. His role is husband. I'm not saying that you're not going to have fulfillment in that area with him because you certainly will. But a lot of us have a real uh, unrealistic expectation in this area that our eyes really need to be open to. That man is never going to fulfill all your needs. And if you're expecting that, you're in for a disappointment. You really are, ladies. God has to meet all those needs. It comes from God first. And then when it comes from the man that God put has put in your life, 
It is going to bless you beyond what your heart could even imagine. Because it's, again, because then you're not a cistern with holes in it. You're not somebody who's just, because here's the thing, if you're not fulfilled with God, if you're not already getting your needs met by God, that man is only going to be pouring his love into a broken vessel that it just comes right out. Somebody who can't really appreciate the water will just pour right out. You know, nothing he does will ever be good enough because you've got wounds and holes that need to be sealed up and healed up and fixed so that that man's love doesn't escape. So that man's love can actually, you know, bless you and be a blessing to you instead of you just trying to fill like the woman at the well, drinking from an empty, you're drinking from an empty cup, basically. And we know how her story ended up. Until she came to Jesus, until she came to the one who really knew her, she was never really satisfied with any of those relationships. If she was satisfied, she wouldn't have had five husbands. It wasn't until she met the Lord that she was like, you know what? I don't really need all these. I don't really need all I don't really need all this. I'm good. I'm good with just me. And if you're not good with just you, gals. You might have some work to do with the Lord. There might be some holes that need to be healed in your heart. And only God can do that. It's not a shameful thing to have have wounds. We all have wounds. We all have things that make us who we are. We need, we need to know the Lord. That he doesn't shun us. He's not afraid of our wounds. God knows us. God absolutely knows us. And he wants us to come to him with those wounds. As a matter of fact, he wants us to come to him so much that he actually found the woman at the well. And he came to her because he knew that she needed him more than she knew that she needed him. Isn't that good? Isn't that good of God? Yeah. So if you're asking a man to fulfill the role of God in your life, ladies... And maybe you just don't know God and you didn't know God wanted to to love you like that. Then you need to know today. Let it be said that Laurel told you that God loves you and God wants to love you. That he, it actually satisfies, seemed when Jesus talked to that woman at the well, he was satisfied. She was the one who was never satisfied. She left satisfied and loving her ministering to her at that well Jesus talking to that woman satisfied Jesus it was it was it was a pleasure to minister to that person that Jesus was actually satisfied he was like I don't even need any food I'm I got my I got my food I'm I am happy I am satisfied because he he ministered to that woman she needed it and he he loved loving her. That's what a full vessel can do. A full vessel can love someone and pour out on someone. And and baby honey, it ain't nothing, it ain't nothing to it ain't nothing to it. Don't need nothing in return. Don't want, the, want nothing back in return. Didn't cost me nothing. It was a pleasure to minister. And that's ladies. I know it's popular on social media right now. That's what it is to be the blessing. When you know you're a blessing, when you know you're the business, (laughs) you know it. When you know it, you know it. And that's not something that has to come from within you, from who you are as a being, as a whole person. And it has to first come from God. Even if it comes from you know, it's like someone like me who's who's had a good childhood, who is a deeply loved child. You know, and some people think it's not fair because, you know, they had such a broken childhood. But you have to understand, I realize that my parents and the love I've received as a child, that was a gift from God. I see that as a blessing from God that I was, that I was able to be loved as a child. Yes, I, I thank my parents, absolutely. But, you know, I give praise to God for that. God made me that way. God gave that to me. God blessed me with those parents. And I'm grateful for it. Of course I'm grateful for it. You know how many people are still ungrateful 
even in their like 50s and 60s and they're still mad at their parents. I mean, folks, it's time to get over that. Do you really want to be that person who's still bitter and got wounds in their 50s and 60s? It's a blessing to have people around you that care about you. It's a blessing to have people that love you. And it doesn't cost anyone anything to love another. Ladies, if you read through Proverbs 31, you will see there's a lot of things a woman can be. You don't have to be a wife to do these things or be these things. But if you want to be a wife, you ought to be taking a look at this and seeing where you're falling short. Proverbs 31 and 30 says, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. See, and we've talked about this in marriage before, that the Lord is the third party in this in this marriage, in your marriage. So if you worship God, fear the Lord, you will be praised even in marriage. Even in marriage, ladies, because you will be submitting to him as unto the Lord. You will be looking at these verses you know, and, and trying to live your life the way God wants you to live. And because God created woman and God created man, God knows how to make you praiseworthy. He knows how to put you on divine display. And that's basically what you're asking God to do is to bring a season of divine display into your life so that a man will pick you as a wife, marry you, wed you and then you will be during the wedding you will be on display for the whole family people will be watching you and this is where you will be praised anybody can charm a man anybody can lure a man in with her looks but who can can actually get that man to marry her again I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it the same way I, I started it. You can't make a man do that. And if you're honorable and honest, you won't do it with deceit, deceitful charm. You know, I want you to get dressed up and look nice for a man, but don't fool him completely because the truth is you want him to love you for who you are without all of that makeup, without all of that hair, without all of those nails. I mean, ladies... Real, this is real life here. Reality check, gals. You can't be done up all the time. That man is going to see who you really are. And don't you want somebody that will accept you on your bad days? Do, I mean, you don't want to be with somebody who's going to not love you or want to get rid of you. I mean, dispose of you basically because of what you actually look like. That's not real love. That's not true love. And men are so simple. Honestly, guys don't care about all that makeup and that hair and stuff. Yes, it's nice, but they know what you look like. And if they don't, they want to know, especially before they marry you. They want to know what you actually look like. Ladies, verse 11 of Proverbs 31 says, He lacks nothing of value. Because his heart trusts in you, because his heart has found a home, because, woman, you went from home alone to home, he, that man, will lack nothing of value. You are going to bring an intangible, priceless value to that man's life and to his heart. His heart will lack nothing of value because he will have a wife who is not going to emotionally drain him and wear him down with her nagging and complaining. He will lack nothing of value because he will have somebody who is home every time he comes home. He will never be home alone again. 
he when another person in the household adding to his income not just taking away but multiplying the income using the income wisely helping him manage his money helping him raise his kids i mean he lacks nothing of value because she's going to give him children and that's priceless she's going to give him a family they're going to make a family together And that's why he lacks nothing of value because he has her. He can have all of these other things added to his life. And of course, his heart needs to trust you, ladies. Because once he gets all those things in in your early years of being together and building this life together, he needs to be able to trust you with that life. He's giving you his life, his livelihood, all of his time all of his days. You need to be trustworthy more than anything else. You need to be able to commit to that man, not leave because you got a little offended, not run out on him to find another man because he hurt your feelings, not make him jealous and question whether or not you're with another man when he's gone on a business trip for work. That's bringing him harm. That's not adding value to him. He's so stressed about home life that now his work is impacted. Ladies, you're not supposed to bring him any harm. He's supposed to trust you. You're supposed to be trustworthy. You're supposed to be a noble woman, a woman of noble character. This is why the Bible asks this question. Who can find her? Where's she at? (laughs) I mean, that's what men are asking. Where's she at? Where's a broad I can trust? Because they ain't loyal. (laughs) They ain't loyal nowadays. And honestly, ladies, that's what's going on. That's That's why marriages are not working out in this day and age. That's why so many marriages end in divorce is because we are living in the last days. And you need to know this because Here's the problem with people in the last days. They're going to be extremely selfish. And the problem with selfish people is that they don't care that they're selfish because they're selfish. (laughs) Because they don't care about anybody else but themselves, right? 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 2 through 4 says, Men will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money, which the love of money is the root of all evil. They'll be boastful and arrogant and abusive, disobedient to their proud, to their parents, um, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, without self-control, brutals. They won't even love good things. They'll be conceited and love pleasure rather than loving God. When we live in a day and age where selfishness is a disease that's widely accepted, you really need to be prayerful about who you decide to give yourself to because not every man can be trusted with you, ladies. And likewise, not every man can trust just any woman. This is the question of Proverbs 31. Who can find her? A wife of noble character, so not just a wife, a woman who is actually going to commit to a man for life, but a noble wife, a good wife. That is the challenge, men. Who can find her? And hopefully you ladies who are listening to the MJ podcast are becoming that beautiful woman. Nobody's perfect, um, but you know what, ladies? Let's just keep pressing into the Lord and asking him to change us and make us trustworthy vessels so that the men in our lives will lack nothing because God sees us as one. Um, hello, have y'all not seen the verse about we are no longer, if you're married woman, you are no longer the sole authority over your body and neither is that man the sole authority over his body. You literally are giving yourselves to one another. Yeah, that's some serious stuff because if you're like me, you're not used to answering to somebody else or, you know, doing what somebody else wants you to do with your own body. 
This is serious stuff, gals. You need to be ready for it. You really need to be ready for it because that's how you bring value to a man. Is because a man a man cannot explain that he needs all of these things or expects all of these things from a woman. But let me tell you, because God created man and this Bible talks about men and talks about women and talks about what a good woman is like, whether he knows it or not, that man, that's actually what he expects out of a wife. He expects respect. He expects submission. He expects obedience. He respects tender love and care. He expects to receive forgiveness he expects the love. I mean, he just, ex- I mean, g- gals, I hate to break it to you, but I'm not going to lie to you. That's what he expects. A man has needs and he needs them to be fulfilled in his marriage covenant, in his partnership with his woman. That is why he made a fool of himself for you and got down on one knee and married you and chased you all around town and took you everywhere you wanted to go and bought you all those gifts. Honey, that's why he pursues you. That's why you're supposed to make him chase you. Because once he gets you, yo, his baby, you are his. And he gonna do what he wants to with you. I mean, honey... That we're so mixed up in the world. The game of chase comes before marriage. Now, I'm not going to go into the wisdom of after being married because that's not what this podcast is about. But you really need a realistic expectation of what a woman needs to be prepared for. Because you need to ask yourself, do you really want to be a home for a man? Or do you still want to be home alone? Because some people... I don't fault you gals. Ladies, be warned. Be warned about the realities of marriage because it's not just your life that you're taking into your own hands. It's now someone else's. And God has touched my life, so I am no longer a selfish person. And I do consider, you know, the other person that I may be considering, like that I might be talking to, like, how is this going to impact their life? What is this going to mean for them? You, you need to consider that ladies. It's not all about you. You are becoming one with someone else. So you need to think about that someone else and not just yourself. When you're thinking about becoming a home to a man is will you be a suitable match? Not just all the things that we talked about that you would, you know, look at him and see if he's got all the right character traits and qualities because a lot of men will have these. But is it a match? Are you actually going to be a good home to that man? Honestly, ask yourself that. Ask yourself that because if you can see a bigger picture of your life and of his life and then potentially the life you have together, you're just going to be all the more wiser for it. And you've got to get to know him maybe to do that. And that's all right, ladies. But I hope this has blessed you. I hope you are able to truly evaluate where you are and if you are still in the home alone category or if you are really ready and truly able to be a home for the heart of one of God's most beloved creatures, the man. (laughs) And thank you for tuning in to the MJ Podcast.